Welcome to Outer Experience. On today's episode, we discuss Keenan and Kel, two heads are better than none. I am joined by none other than Cassie and Tim, and we go over this movie in excruciating detail. So if you've seen this movie, you'll probably enjoy it. If not, <laughs> you might enjoy it. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Send us an email at outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Outer Experience. Because if you're in the experience, you gotta get out of it. All right. Feels great to have uh, some fellow hosts back that have been absent for the last couple of episodes. Uh, we got my wife, Cassie. Hello, hello. And we got my brother, Timmy. Hey, happy to be here. <laughs> well, I appreciate you uh, you both tagging along again, and I appreciate you saying the catchphrase correctly. You know it. You got to get out of it. <laughs> I know. Can't it's been a while since it. you've had it correct, you know? I know. It's challenging. It's, it's a little bit, it throws me a curveball, and then I just, I can't move forward. <laughs> you know I mean, me. Had... No. I've had what? <laughs> Two guests? Nothing. Oh, thank you. Can't say it. <laughs> uh, comment redacted. Well, uh, you know, you guys, we were, uh, Cassie and I were hanging out the other night, and uh, we were watching a movie, and it was pretty good. Tim, you seen any uh, good movies lately? I have seen some really good movies lately. Name it's one. Halloween, so I think it's one of the, the fun times of year to watch watch some classic favorites. Oh, Yeah. And, you know, it's also a good time to take road trips, that's for sure. Tim, have you ever had a favorite road trip you've been on? Definitely. I always liked road trips, you know, getting in the car with, with the whole family and, and headed out on the open road, never you knowing, en- you know, where the road was going to take you. Did you enjoy taking the side, the side roads, or did you enjoy staying close to the highway? You know, I, I, I think I... I both different kinds of situations, you know. I, I think some of there's been some really kind of exciting times where, where I've just kind of let the road take me where it will, you know. And, and you see all those things <laughs> off really? to the side of the road, stopping at those, having oh, some fun yeah. and adventure. You know, the one thing that I have to advise with that kind of driving, well, that kind of exploring rather, is there's really just one place that I'd recommend not going, and that's a little town called Rockville. Don't go there. Don't Stay go away to Rockville. <laughs> that's right, Stay folks. Away. For those of you who actually know what that's from, that's what this episode is about today. We are Both talking about you. none other Ke- than Keenan and Kel. Two heads are better than none, baby. One of the best comedies arguably ever made, ever. But in all seriousness, a very sweet, awesome movie. Tim? Oh, man. Tim, Tim, Tim. Tim, Timmy, yes. Tim, 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 Tim. Time for Tim? Tim time. Timmy, Tim, Tim. <laughs> Explain to me your backstory with this movie. When was the first time you watched it? Why is it such a special movie to you? 
sell me on it. So, you know, I growing up, um, this was definitely one of the special movies. I, I was a little bit, I think I was a little bit older, you know, when Keenan and Kel were kind of hitting their prime time, you know, big superstardom after they got off the show, all that. Um, and so at first, you know, the Keenan and Kel show, I think I watched it a couple of times, but I wasn't, I wasn't that into it. I wasn't that interested. I wasn't committed to it. When I saw this movie and just how perfect it was and how it laid out every single joke and how it started from the first second it turns on to, to the end, just making you laugh and making you have a fun time. You actually kind of get to go on this journey with Keenan and Kel and the fun doesn't stop. It just keeps going and going and going until you can't take it anymore. It keeps going. I, I amen to that. That's a great synopsis. That's beautiful. You know, I appreciate with these kind of movies, because I think this movie, let's, let, let's talk about this. Let, let's get some real talk here. Contextually, this movie was a game changer. And what I mean by this, so let, me, let, me, let me back up. The year's 2000 when this movie was released. So I was looking at, because out of curiosity, I was like, oh, what movies came out in 2000? What were we looking at? And, you know, it was a lot of raunchy comedies. You know, there was like the Austin Powers movie had come out the year before, which isn't super raunchy, but it's definitely not the most family-friendly movie. You have movies like Road Trip or Scary Movie, all these movies that were geared more towards you know, kind of like the pervy type of comedy is what I call it, honestly. It's just like geared silly college 90s. humor kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't really a consistent like kids comedy anymore. It was like kind of transitioning to where they were trying to push the boundaries and be a little bit more extreme. But kind of like what Tim was saying, Keenan and Kel had got their start on a show called All That. And Nickelodeon growing up, at least for us, was always on because between that and the Disney Channel, those were the places where you got the clean content and the family content. And that's why I think it thrived. And it was, you know, ever since All That had started, I think it was like 1994, at least what I'm looking at right here, Keenan and Kel were always my favorite too. They were always the show stealers. They were the funniest ones. They got their movie Good Burger. And as a kid, I remember really loving that movie. They got their own show, the Keenan and Kel show, which is one of the first ones that I can remember being like, man, like th these guys, like the show, they're so good together that the name of the show was just their names. You know, it was just Keenan and Kel. They didn't have to sell you on a weird premise. It's just like these two guys are going to be together and they're going to make a lot of jokes together. So Good Burger comes out. I think it does pretty well. I, at least most of the people my age I know who have seen it. And they had Shaquille O'Neal in it, and it was just a big budgeted movie for a Nickelodeon type of thing. You know what I mean? Did it have Shaquille O'Neal? I thought it was Sinbad. No, Shaq was in it because he ordered a, a burger. He ordered a good burger. Oh. Hey, I ordered tomatoes. Yeah, I don't see that. Oh, but Sinbad did. was in it too. Yeah, Sinbad was great in it. And yeah, so it was, it was an interesting landscape where I just feel that these two kids, Keenan and Kel, were like Nickelodeon's I don't even know how else to describe it, but they were like their big pieces. Golden you know? children. Yeah, exactly. So they Golden they did boys. this movie, and then Kel kind of had a career. His career kind of started to, quote, take, take. off, oh. um, whereas Keenan's didn't blossom until like recently because now he's on Saturday Night Live and he's on some more movies. But Kel was on like Mystery Men and was doing like blockbuster, like Hollywood movies. You know what I mean? And yeah. 
So this was like the sequel or the follow-up movie. <laughs> I don't know that if Mystery Man was a blockbuster. It man. wasn't. It wasn't, but the fact <laughs> that like he got paid by a studio to be like an actor. like So he was transitioning at that point. It definitely wasn't like yeah. you know the best movie ever, <laughs> but it was definitely a step up from his Nickelodeon days, if you will. But that being said, because that had happened, I feel like the Keenan and Kel, we never got – you know, a follow-up to Good Burger, because that was just, you know, the tip of the iceberg of what this pair could do together. And then oh, yeah. they do this thing called Summer Snick, or, like, you know, they release these movies during the summertime. And Two Heads Are Better Than None was just something that we stumbled upon one summer evening. And I remember it, it was just, it was the Citizen Kane of Keenan and Kel duo movies. <laughs> I think that's that's about all I can say about it. Wow. No, it definitely was. I mean, I, I just think it's so funny. There's so many just like good jokes just lined up one after the other. And there's so many like repeating themes. And I, I love that that type of humor where they tell the same joke over and over again. And it just gets funnier. And Me funnier too. The end. <laughs> I'm all about that humor. I wonder where we got. Yeah, that's probably where we got it was just watching Nickelodeon. <laughs> it's just the same joke all the time. <laughs> Right. That was literally all that thing. Like the good, the Good Burger skit was just him being weird and saying, "Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger." Can I take you order? Can I take your yeah. order? Yeah, it's a good joke. And then repairman, repairman, man, 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 man. It was good. Cassie, as a person who didn't grow up with all that, or Keenan and Kel, <laughs> tell me. Yeah, I mean, you, you must love honest? it as much as I do. <laughs> 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 yeah, give me your honest take on what this movie was when you watched it. It's okay if you didn't like it. I, uh, we actually need somebody to kind, kind of at the same time. Yeah, we need someone to ground yeah, us because so with my buildup, that was a, <laughs> an hour. Of you guys, yeah, this this should have had an Oscar and everything else. Um, I, I, yeah, the first time I watched it was probably two years ago, three years ago at Christina's house. Shout out, Christina and Josh, and I was exhausted because we had just driven um, from Arizona to Utah. So I'm pretty sure I fell asleep. I had never seen the ending to it. Um, it was funny because we were watching it with Christina and Josh, and they're a good crowd. <laughs> they're um, a good crowd. But Christina uh, really, she Christina knows good cinema. I think like every. Oh, she <laughs> really does. Well, and she has a contagious laugh. Okay, you yeah. can't not laugh when Christina's laughing. Well, because it's such a genuine laugh. <laughs> it is such a genuine laugh. It's not. It's not fake at all. So, so it's fun watching it with Christina. I. I have an appreciation for Colton's humor, but we don't, in some things, we don't share the same humor. And so we watched it again last night together, and I'm sorry, Colton was laughing the whole time, and I just wasn't, <laughs> I really wasn't. In fact, I was like, you know, you can do this podcast without me. But then, but then I saw Tim's brilliant questions that he wrote up for this podcast, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be on it. Oh, yeah. Because he just did So you didn't do it because you loved the movie. You lied to me. I'm sorry. I, I didn't lie to you. I made it completely movie. clear. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> Cassie was very upfront and honest. I wanted to give the context just so you understand. I don't want you to just, you know, think this is just some movie. I need you to understand, you know, the background of what this means, means to me as a man. By all means, go watch it. No, but yeah, it is. So It's entertaining. 
Thank well, you. I think like yeah. a lot of times, like you know, when we talk about these movies and stuff like that, people think like, oh, okay, they're just you know they're joking around, not being serious. I am dead serious. I love this movie. It's like oh, good I know time. you guys are serious. It makes, but it makes that's me also super something happy. to say. <laughs> yes, that's but that's something to say about the nostalgia of watching it with your family, and that you guys grew up watching it. You had watched it more than I don't know how many times would you say you've seen this movie? Nine hundred. Yeah, okay. So the fact that you've watched it that many times (laughs) with your family, and every time you're watching it, you guys are all cracking up, dying laughing. I know. I know that's exactly how it goes. (laughs) And so, of course, it's a a happy thing for you. That's that's perfectly fine. So, again, what this movie represents, Cassie. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It's a clever movie, but I didn't, yeah. It's a beautiful. It hallmark truly is. of a you know clean comedy during a time that was trying to push the boundaries. That was good context. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Can you say it that is. you love that movie, James? Uh, movie James. <laughs> he said he loves that movie, James. <laughs> and another connection I have with this movie is honestly just because it feels like a hidden gem. It feels like no one knows about it except for our family. Yeah. But then when you do ask people about it and people who have seen it. They all respond the same way. For those who saw it as kids, they're like, oh, my goodness, I love that movie. It's been like one or two people in my <laughs> life who have actually seen it. But they it's actually those, really liked it, too. Those made-for-TV movies, yeah, they're, they're just not, you know, they don't. With the commercial the breaks. <laughs> yeah, like I, IMDb has a 7.8 rating on it. And that's pretty impressive for a movie that was a TV movie, you know. Yeah, but I remember exactly. when Tim, because Tim had just gotten home from his mission. And I remember watching this movie with Tim, and Tim loved it so much that he took our VHS recording of it to school. How dare you, Tim? Colton suffered. Yeah, you had it with you. That's pretty funny. At your dorm, or your uh, when you were living up at whatever it was called. I just, I just play my logging, and I accidentally about my logging. He's talking about playing Mario. I think he's asking if he can play Mario. We actually, we had like. Go ahead. We actually had like some like so I had some pretty cool roommates, um, and we watch we would we would have movie nights and we watched like some of the best. And it was just like you would try to find movies that kind of were unexpected like that. So we watched the movie Rad a lot. Have you ever seen that movie? Great movie. Of course, I grew up with that one. You guys showed me it all the time. <laughs> that one's classic. That's the Break the Ice um, song. That's where that's from. Get yeah. ready to break the ice. like time is standing still. still. Yeah. Great song. I listen to that on Spotify a lot. It's good. Oh, one more time. Okay, one more time. It is. It's a good one. So when you I, you showed this to your roommates. I, what did they think of it? When I, I watch Mario Odyssey. He wants to watch Mario Odyssey. He wants to set a timer so he can James play. James is really games. into podcasting now. He's good. Nice. He would be good. Sorry, Tim. What were you saying, though? Oh, I don't remember. We would just used to watch like movies, and usually movies that were just like hilarious. Like I remember we watched um, MVP, which was a story about a chimpanzee that played hockey. <laughs> I remember watching that at your place. <laughs> it was really good. Especially when the girl goes in for him and everyone thinks it's a monkey, but it ends up being the little girl at the end. And you're just like, yeah. oh, it was what a, a girl twist. the whole time. What that a twist. Clever. She's okay. Yeah. Even though she's not on the team, it's okay that she played. Uh, oh, there was man. just some like good moments. With, that, like, it's always, 
bananas. Yeah, go on. <laughs> go, no, no, go. I want to hear what it always is. Oh. Oh, no, I was just saying it's always more fun to watch movies with people, like, with a crowd. Are you saying that you watch these in college, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a good way to get girls. Of course. (laughs) I just feel like it's way more fun to to watch movies like that when you're, like, in a big crowd of people that are just willing to sit there and not necessarily make fun of the movie but laugh at it with you in a a good-humored way. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, it was amazing. That is very true. Everyone loved that. It's just, I mean, nothing. But Keenan and Cal, you laugh with it, not at it. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Tim. Sorry. No, this is this just that's how it is. It's a great movie. I think we should. So we start it. off. Yeah, let's start into it. Let's go scene by scene. We start out with it with Mister. What's Keenan's last name? Thompson. I don't know. Rockmore. Gosh darn it! I should have known that. So Mr. Rockmore yelling, come on, Keenan, Cheryl, Kyra, time to hit the road. And they're packing up to go on a road trip. But they don't have a destination. They're driving across the country. And then Keenan asks the question, which we're all asking is, why are we even driving across the country anyway? And then Keenan's mom responds, Keenan, we are driving across the country for the experience. <laughs> have you ever been on a road trip like that? Where you just go? Where you just drive oh, for the experience? No destination. And he's also you know, like, re- he's reluctant to stop. So Gary's it makes it seem like the dad, that, really though. his goal is just to drive. They like they like driving. They get in the car and they would drive places. She said on like Sundays and things like that, they, they would all pile up in the car and they would drive places and they would look out in the car. And she said they really liked it. It sounds awful. I've done a Sunday drive before. Yeah, we have. Yeah. That's why they call it Sunday driving. So you have? You guys have just, like, gone out and driven? No. I feel like it's usually with a purpose, like, to put my child to sleep or to go. Yeah, see, know, they would just somewhere. drive places. They wouldn't go anywhere. No so end in this mind. Was just the get in the car and, and go. Just enjoy go. the journey. Absolutely no destination. I think, you know, it would probably be kind of fun. What's the longest road trip you've been on, Tim? Uh, probably driving from California to Missouri was the longest. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was ours, too. How many but hours? We, we go in a lot. I don't know. It was a couple of 30-something, I think. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's far away. You, you make I mean, stops we, along the way, though. Yeah, we did on that one. I think we stopped in Utah, like saw Noah's baby and did all that stuff. It was fun. That was back when Lena was little. We've done other oh. ones though. We go to like we've driven to Florida. We drove to Texas. Um, we go to Utah. That's a long drive. So that is a long. Drive. It's fun. I think I think you know going places can be a lot of fun. I usually like driving at night, you know, so my kids don't have to go to the bathroom as much. But uh, <laughs> smart. Stopping yeah. every thirty minutes. Yeah, but it's, you know, it, it could be an event. I, I think, honestly, like some of like our trips and stuff that we would go to, sometimes the, the car ride was the most fun. I like that we were going I somewhere. would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Colton was crammed between the seats. I was seats. on the bottom. I didn't have a seat. I was on the ground. <laughs> the lowest, lowest of the totem right pole. Right by the metal <laughs> that held in the seat. And I sometimes when metal. you were sleeping, if there was a shift, I'd hit my head right on the bar. <laughs> that was good. I really yeah, didn't mind it that much, but it definitely wasn't my favorite part. 
arguably my cool. least favorite. Part. Like it was fun because you got to go to like McDonald's or whatever to eat. And then it's fun when you map out where to stop. Going like when we Vegas did that trip to Illinois. Magical that was. Oh my goodness! Yeah. In the middle of the night. Six-year-old me loved on. those lights and the billboards. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas, that's that's one place. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun to drive past it. Yep. It's good times. <laughs> Bless <laughs> the souls bad. who live there. No, but when we went to Illinois, I'm trying to think. We didn't stop a whole bunch. We did stop in Texas, but that's just because it was more of a midway point where we could stop and sleep. Definitely not a midway point, but I remember staying there. That's, yeah, it's a 30-plus-hour drive to Illinois from San Diego, but... I'm trying to remember the driving because I, I mean, of course, I wasn't driving at the time, but I'm trying to remember if we stopped anywhere. Sometimes when we drove it to Utah, we'd stop at Cove Fort. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking the wheel. <laughs> Tim, do you have a now favorite? Do you have a favorite easy. thing? <laughs> 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 they got that from me. Good reference. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now this is pod racing. Did you ever? Uh, was there a stop that you've ever taken? On a long drive that you're like, that was the best stop I've ever done. Yeah. we So one time we, well, I don't know if this is the best, but this is the one I'm thinking of. Um, we stopped at this one place and they had the world's <laughs> biggest rocking chair. It was oh. Really big. Was it big? How big was it? It was huge. We our whole Your family whole got family on it. Your whole family sat on it? And we what? didn't even, we could have we probably got even more people like just across like the edge of it, you know, and then we took a. We had Did you have take to climb picture. a ladder? Um, I think <laughs> there was like a little bench that you could like kind of get up, and I, I had to put all the kids up there because I don't think they could have done it. And then we all sat on it, and somebody took a picture, and then we um, we ate hot chocolate at this place that was right by it. That I think the the restaurant was like the real reason we stopped, but the the giant rocking chair is why we stayed. Did it rock? That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, it did. Nah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. Was it scary? It wasn't easy to get it to go, but you could get it going. I mean, I don't know if the kids could have got it, but once I got on there, it rocked. <laughs> Let a pro Hold show on, you how kids. it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Here we go. Oh, that's fun. It was good. Oh, it was that's amazing. cool that it actually rocked. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, I think otherwise it'd just be the world's biggest chair. Oh, yeah. I've seen, Touché. I've seen the world's biggest violin and the world's biggest banjo. Actually, no, I think it was the world's biggest banjo. I don't. I think there's actually a bigger violin, but it was really big. And playable? Um, I don't know about that. Probably. You didn't try to play it? No, it was huge. I've it seen the strings. one of the world's biggest oh. electric guitars, and I tried to play that. It was huge. Where? In Idaho Falls, they had that traveling thing. Oh. It's pretty cool. Oh, I played cool. it. Sounded awful. I, I, I've, seen, I, I've seen a very large potato. The Idaho Potato Museum. Not an actual potato, though. What? It's fake? <laughs> haven't you taken a picture in front of that? I don't think so. Yeah, that, I haven't seen very many exciting things. That sounds pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, Cassie, what's the best road trip you've ever gone on? Um, we didn't do a lot of road trips. Oh. We drove to California when I was little, um, when I was like 10 years old. I remember that. 
I remember I remember we arrived like as the sun was setting and we all just had to go to the beach and it was really cool and fun and that was the first time I'd seen the ocean stoked out of my mind. Nice. Yeah. It's yeah. real big. Beautiful. So Keenan and Kel's family or not Keenan's <laughs> Keenan's family you know they told Kel he couldn't join the road trip. But Kel being the genius that he is or Keenan as well. I think Keenan's the brains and Kel's Kenan's just kind idea, of the, yeah. Yeah. So Kel was hiding in the back. They uh, hear something in the back because Kel is whispering because I think he's getting uncomfortable. And then they pull over the car and, you know, Mr. Rockmore has to check the car tires because he thinks that maybe it was a flat tire. Tim, have you ever gotten yeah. a flat tire on the road? I have not. I was actually thinking about how lucky I was that I haven't had one yet. I've, I've, I've actually had air. one. Got I've lost some air in my tires. But, but haven't had a flat? Like a, I haven't had a big blowout. What kind That's of noise awesome. did it make? Did it go psst? <laughs> could you really oh, hear it from it the car? No, I couldn't. Oh. It just like got Colton. out, and I was like, hey, it's flatter. My entire tire blew out. My entire, entire tire. tire. The entire tire. Yeah, screw went through tire. it. When I was on my way over to Venetia's <laughs> to meet with Thomas to get lunch, and it popped right through. It wasn't that long ago. Sit there in the hot sun. Two years sun. ago. Waiting for the AAA guy the who hot never came. Sun. It's pretty exciting. Mm, that is it's quite fun. the experience. Oh yeah. So Mr. Rockmore finds Kel, and yeah. <laughs> I mean again, we start off with one of the better gags of the entire show, which is Kel singing "One Million Bottles of Orange Soda on the Wall." Now, realistically speaking, how long would they have had to have been on the road for him to go from one million down to eleven bottles of orange soda? <laughs> One million um, bottles of soda on the wall. One million bottles. Probably of soda take days. Take one round, pass it around. <laughs> maybe, maybe weeks. Soda on the wall. <laughs> I love though that he wasn't seconds. even tired. Three seconds. As he was getting. Into I know, and it was so good. And Keenan was just. Well, he never. Ah, to be see, fair, he never the best gags ever. Gets all the way down to eleven and stops. <laughs> good you see it like interject 300,000 bottles of orange soda on the wall 300 bottles of orange soda <laughs> 20 bottles of orange soda on the wall 20 bottles of orange soda. and then he has this triumphant verse of the 11 and it's funny because like as the viewer it is like you're just oh, like why so the heck is he singing it this way <laughs> on the wall and then he's just done <laughs> <laughs> that would be really frustrating <laughs> if he does the entire thing and just stops. <laughs> You're not even going to finish. Wow. Yeah, I'm That's tired awesome. of that song. <laughs> that was a good gag. I love that part. So, of course, after what must have been weeks of driving, uh, Kyra says that she's tired, so they pull over to go camping. And now we got some camping stuff because... Yeah. They're genius enough to. Oh, it's just it's just so good the whole movie. We got Kel eating sticks by the fire. Uh, Tim, what's the weirdest thing that you've eaten by a campfire? The weirdest thing that I've eaten by a campfire. Yeah, sure. Um, or the best thing. I don't know. You know, camp food always tastes really good, but I don't think it. I don't know. There's something. There's something. I think magical about being out there and camping because usually what you're eating has a lot of dirt in it. Um, I, I enjoy s'mores Protein. a lot. You know, I think s'mores are great. So that's probably, you know, one of my favorites. Have you ever had s'mores with Reese's instead of Hershey's chocolate? 
heard it. Try right. it. It's great. So good. It's 34 days. Cassie did the math on the uh, 1 million bottles of orange soda. It would have taken 34 days. Approximately. So yeah, that just so adds context of how long they've been on the road. Maybe like 33 because they didn't actually finish it. But yeah. yeah. Good point. Those last 11, especially if he's going to sing it like that, that adds some time. Yeah. He's got a good voice. Yeah. We've done uh, <laughs> Starbursts awesome. by the fire. Yeah. I've heard what else have that. we done? Cassie has some interesting tradition. Interesting tradition. Peeps. Peeps. Remember roasted peeps. Roasted peeps. That's Those a good, good one. Makes sense. Yeah. Marshmallow related. Big fan of Cassie. Really good. Chris caramelizes the outside. In the yeah, movie, just in classic camping fashion, has a guy pull out a guitar and start singing. <laughs> Tim, do you want to share dumb. that? <laughs> just give us, a, give us an uh, so Mr. Rockmore so impersonation. Yeah. I thought it'd be nice to pull out the guitar and sing a few songs, and then he starts <laughs> belting out "Home on the Range." That's seriously one of my favorite parts. Yeah. His it voice is so totally good. changes, and it's oh, like this beautiful. Oh, the rain. Oh, the it rain. is beautiful. And so, like, out of left field. And, you're like, why? Every, Who and thought like of that? across everyone's faces. Just <laughs> shocked. Just like, what? what is happening? <laughs> That's what I love about this one, though, because, like, in, in, the, in the regular series, they, like, kind of try to, like, maintain, like, a, a sense of, of, of reality. But this one just, like, goes, like, totally... Nothing makes sense. I love it. And then the mom, mom like hits his knee. Is just like, oh, sweetie, you still got it. And then everyone's like, (laughs) 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 and sweet Kel, man, Man, that that stunk. (laughs) Kel, it didn't stunk. It was just Just extremely freaky. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're introduced to some of the best characters in the entire show. So a good old wait, you're not even going to talk about ghost stories. Yeah, toast. No, that's after. Yo, Just really? watched it. Oh, yeah, right after the song, good old Sheldon Wilson pops up and <laughs> asks for some ketchup. And his wife Shelly. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm Sheldon Wilson, and then Shelly pops up behind him, and I'm <laughs> and, uh, and they <laughs> scream. <laughs> scream Shelly Wilson, we're the Wilsons. <laughs> Shelly is probably my favorite character she's a sweetheart and it's so that's one of my favorite gags the whole thing is when they get the ketchup just how grateful they are to have that ketchup they are they are definitely they're gratitude personified i think you look gratitude up in the they really do i mean because they go through their own trials but they never lose their happiness because they're so grateful Uh, yeah I mean, you got We're starting to think this Arthur it? guy isn't the nicest fella. He's cutting people's heads you know off. What? You know, they're, they're <laughs> smiling. <laughs> See, you forgot about that scene. That's a great scene. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> spoiler alert, but yeah. Yeah, um, spoiler alert. It's great. <laughs> so you do but have they do a show you just ha- The happiest people. So... Yeah. No, it's hard to pick because I think the Shelleys are just the Shelleys. But there was actually a scientific study done on – I forgot exactly what group, you know, so I'm not going to pretend to know what Very it was. Very interested to see where this is going. But they have a YouTube video where it shows all these people talk about you know, people who are important in their lives and write down you know, this person who matters the most to you. And then they have them give that person a call and just say thank you. 
and basically the study concludes that those who are more grateful and appreciative and express their appreciation or their gratitude towards their loved ones are happier. That it's like, it's a legit way to avoid, you know, depression or feeling isolated or alone. And so it's kind of cool because the Shelleys maintain that positive atmosphere or that positive attitude rather the entire movie. And it's because they're so grateful for that ketchup. That's where it all stems from. They really appreciated it. Shelly and I were just talking about what a kind, kind, kind gesture that was. <laughs> it was nothing, really. <laughs> they are super happy. I love their Every outfits, time. too, that they match. And they, they just oh, they seem like the, they're, they are a hoot. The, they, they're living they'd the good life. They'd be easy to road trip with. They'd be great oh, yeah. to road trip with. Oh, man. So that's after the ketchup is, is, is graciously given to the Shelleys. Then the yes. dad says, what do, we, what do you say we tell some ghost stories around the campfire? And Kel gets very excited. Oh, let me go first. Oh, let me go first. And Kenan's reluctant <laughs> because Kenan doesn't like the scary stuff. And Kel has probably no, got the best he delivery. He doesn't like the ghosts. He's afraid of them. That's true. He doesn't like ghosts. But Kel is a storyteller. Let me tell you that much. Yes. So he starts off with one of the best stories. Tim, do you remember what he says for the story? When the bread came out of the toaster, nobody knew what to put on it. Um, <laughs> Jelly, margarine, cinnamon, cinnamon sugar. sugar. I suggested butter. Crumbs, Crumbs were, were everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and so Keenan, of course, stops him and says, Kel, yeah. we said ghost stories, not toast stories. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I don't know any ghost stories. But <laughs> he's so good at telling it in such a haunting way. And it's like he's told toast stories before. I'm curious as like what the context of that is. Yeah, how often does he the tell toast stories? Continental breakfast, probably. Because he was <laughs> eager to share it. He's like, oh, I, I got a good one. I'm kind of disappointed. I know. <laughs> who who are all the people that were arguing what they should put on the toast? <laughs> His mom, dad, oh man, brother, sister. Nobody Grandma, knew what to Grandpa. put on it. <laughs> Nobody knew. Oh, yeah, good suggestion with butter. butter. <laughs> what do you like to put on toast, Tim? Oh man, you know i I enjoy butter and jelly. I think that's probably my favorite combo. I, mean, I, I enjoy I enjoy grape all jelly? kinds of toast. Uh, not strawberry really. jelly. Strawberry jelly is a good one. I do. I love. I love me some some fresh preserves. Mm. So yeah, Cassie, what do you like Mango to put on toast? Jelly. Mm. Um, cinnamon sugar is always a good one. Uh, my parents always have honey butter at their house next to the toaster. It's really good. It's a frequent thing. Sourdough bread. Ooh. Sourdough bread with honey butter. Pretty oh, delicious. Man. Colton? Yeah. One time this kid in my sign Toast language preference? class toasted, toasted a sourdough bread and then put peanut butter and cinnamon toast crunch on it. Cinnamon toast crunch on the toast? And peanut butter on it. Crazy. And it was good. It wasn't my favorite, but I just thought that was a unique one to share. He gave you a yes. bite of it? No, it was like part of his presentation. We had to... So, <laughs> so this is funny. Yeah, for our sign language class, we had to do a cooking show, but we had to sign what ingredients we were putting in, and that was theirs. So it was bread, cinnamon toast crunch, and peanut butter. Stop it. Yeah. That's Pe- pretty good. Peanut butter. That's a good recipe. Yeah, I like that. I'll try yeah. that sometime. So, of course, Kel's story doesn't pass. He doesn't know a real ghost story, but Mr. Rockmore does. 
And Mr. Rockmore is telling a story called The Bloody Cemetery. And this scares Keenan. And Keenan flees off into the woods because he's like, you know what? Not going to deal with this. I'd rather not be scared. I'm going to go look for some firewood because I'm a man. But then he, you know, is in a place that's pretty scary. He even says, well, this place isn't exactly not scary. And he starts to hear something. And, you know, we hear some clanking and some trees and some twigs breaking. And a stick lands on his shoulder, scares him half to death. And then he looks up and we see the antagonist of the movie. The most haunting, evil person that is in this movie. <laughs> we see the headless knight for the first time. And he says, I want your head. And then Keenan, of course, gets afraid and runs away. So, I mean, if I were a kid, that probably would have actually scared me. I was older when I saw this. Cassie, did that actually scare you when you watched it? Yesterday? Yes. <laughs> I was terrified. I knew it. Yeah. It's, it's well, yeah, it's scary. I mean, See, I, this I movie understands. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, it's true. Yeah, but it still scares me every single time. It's usually when I get up to, you know, go do something, change a light bulb or, you know, something so I don't have to see it. (laughs) (laughs) But like any good comedy, this movie understands that comedy is only as good as the conflict that you present. So putting in a terrifying bad guy like the Headless Knight just adds to the hilarity that ensues afterward. So Keenan tells the family about it. They follow him into the woods and... Keenan's mother thinks it's funny to, you know, put her shirt over her head and scare Keenan. But she accidentally scares Kel, who has her father's guitar or Keenan's father's <laughs> guitar. <laughs> and then he whacks her over the head because he thinks it's the headless it's the headless night. Poor lady. <laughs> and then the ne- and then it goes and then it comes to commercials. Guitar, so that's yeah. one of the you first commercials. Yeah, you bring, if you, we're gonna you analyze hear this, it too. Th- this tells us a good lesson. Practical jokes never end well. <laughs> they don't end well. Especially if it's such a high tense situation. Yeah. Especially to your family yeah. and with someone like Kel around. Just <laughs> so, don't do them. So it goes to commercial and then it comes back <laughs> and <laughs> Keenan's mom is icing her head <laughs> and Kel goes, At least you slept well. <laughs> Cal, she was unconscious because you hit her over the head with a guitar. Well, In case you guys missed it, you slept well. <laughs> <laughs> it is good, yeah, because it does give you the information. In case you missed it, you came in at the commercial break. Yes. But I don't feel like it distracts. I feel like that's yeah. a legit thing to say. Like, dude, the reason she slept well is because you knocked her out. <laughs> so it's really good. And then they're driving along. Kyra gets a little tired, you know, understandably, because she's sitting in the back with all the luggage. And they see the Believe It or Else Museum. Tim, have you ever stopped by one of those sideshow museums? I know you stopped at the world's largest rocking chair. Was that yeah. something? Did you see it on a bill? Did you see it on a billboard? And you're like, all right, we're stopping. We did. Oh, funny. So, so that was one I don't of the know if I've ever. You have you ever been really? enticed to pull over from a billboard, Cassie? We just don't have exciting things along the roads. Do we not? I feel like Peggy Sue's Diner. Peggy Sue's Diner. Are you lying to me? We got. We have a Nevada. lot. When you go to places, especially like I think like the trip from um, here to Florida, there's a lot of like roadside stopperies. Well, uh, Boy Meets World, when they go on their road trip, don't they stop at the biggest something? World's Best Pie. World's Best Pie. There's a couple others, aren't they? Anyway. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like we don't have that many uh, attractions. When we, were, when we would drive. There's that, that possum-themed restaurant that we always stopped at, Colton. Uh, 
possum seed. Is that from Goofy Movie? Do they seed possum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lester's um, possum. Yeah. You're so sad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. That is a great one. Just like the places me and my dad used to go to. <laughs> good old Goofy. Yep. That would be a fun road trip. They stopped by a lot on that movie. So yeah. the Believe It or Else Museum seems pretty awesome. I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a cool museum like that. I mean, they have Ro- Dennis Rodman's head made out of meat. They have the world's largest lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a two-headed goat. At least I see a sign for two-headed goat in the background the last time I watched it. Um, but <laughs> far and away, the best thing ever. And actually, you know, I have to back up. They see the Shelleys in the parking lot because the Shelleys know entertainment when they see it. And the first thing they yeah. say is, thanks again for the ketchup. And it's just so yeah, sweet. They're back. And the Shelleys know where the money's at. Because they say, I hear they got a monkey, plays a piano. And in comes one of the greatest creations of all time is Chimparachi, the piano playing monkey. Chimparachi. Yeah. Tim, what Chimparachi. are your thoughts on this scene? Oh, man. I love it. You know, at first, you know, it, 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 I love how it kind of like reels you in with something that looks, you know, fairly commonplace and fairly exciting you know hey we got a monkey and he's gonna play you know he's gonna play chopsticks you know he takes requests um and so you know he plays chopsticks and you're pretty impressed you know that's pretty awesome for a monkey to be able to do that um and then it's kel's turn um to make a suggestion for the song and (laughs) that's when it all yeah it all comes together superstition by stevie wonder Okay, oh, that you monkey ain't gonna name no super Monkey! See, that's like the show never had a moment like that where I'm like, this is something like I know kids will understand it, but like it's actually a pretty like funny sidetrack thing. Cause like what you said, like it's like, oh, maybe the gag is just the monkey plays piano and he does it really well. But it's really just like the fact that like they all start singing superstition. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's just like, oh man, like he even has like the bass line down. It's like the monkey knows literally every song you can think of and can execute it perfectly. It's just so funny. It's like it's you know, Keenan's reasonable to think like, oh, the monkey's not gonna know that one. And then <laughs> just changes tone. Don't 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 I don't know how do you play that on piano. I, I love guess that everybody's the like singing one. along too. Yeah. And <laughs> the lights dim, and there's like a disco ball, yeah. and there's a lot of lights going all over the place. And they let you just do the whole like the whole first verse of the song. It's so funny. <laughs> oh man. Don't understand, we'll discover. So And then kids like you know kids aren't gonna know that song, but I just think it's so funny. Oh, man, that is one of the best scenes. It's just so good, and it really does hook you. Cassie, have you ever seen a... If you could request anything from Chimparachi, what would you have him play? Oh, that's a great question. Um, uh, I believe in a thing called love. Good choice. By the Darkness, is that who it's by? It is. That's all that would be a fun one to dance that would be to. Fun. And he knows it. Know. He knows every yeah. song. He does. What about yeah, you? He knows every single song. Man, I don't know what I'd do. Maybe Piano Man or... Uh, piano Man. That would be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Piano Monkey. Does he sing? Probably Piano Monkey. Everyone yeah. else sings. Everyone else sings. Yeah. 
You can't help but sing yeah, when you're in his presence. I don't think he sings. He's just he plays the piano sing. super well. Yeah, chopstick yeah. is the best for yeah. But it is a good way to introduce the. Uh, just, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, the easiest song is chopsticks and the most difficult is superstition. So it shows his range right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. in between. Yeah. I think, I think and then Kelly say that. He did. He's like, superstition yeah. is the hardest thing I've ever had to try to play. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> I love that accent that he had. It was good. Yeah. yeah. And he's right. like, now if you'll excuse me, folks, I've got to figure out what to put on my toast. <laughs> I'd suggest butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then Keenan and Kel stumble outside oh, of Chimperachi. Wait, wait. What, what would Tim request? Yeah, Tim, what would you request? Oh, man. I was hoping. You know, I had to uh, probably, probably chopsticks. I just, you know, I like it. It's classic. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Maybe Monster Mash. Shout out last podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> you did the match. You did the Monster Mash. That would be a Shout fun out one to dance podcast. to. <laughs> oh, definitely. People like that one. And then Keenan and Cal, of course, stumble out high on everything, you know, in the outer experience, if you will. And they see the world's biggest ball of string. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, Doesn't I can't imagine like how long it. that would have taken. Do they say how long it took? They do say that if you unravel it, it can reach the moon. And it's gigantic. Yeah. And that's when they throw, <laughs> they throw you a curveball. Again, I tell you, the comedy is advanced where Kel's like, oh, I got to touch it. And Keenan, <laughs> it's like, it, wow, it feels all... All and Keenan says stringy because that's what you think he's gonna say, and he goes, No, it's so solid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be very solid, it would be. You feel like that's an string. accurate statement? It's good yeah. writing, I think it's, it's real stringy. good writing. I think it would be really solid. <laughs> Have you ever been so <laughs> overcome by something, Tim, that you had to hug it? <laughs> yes, oh, yes, I gotta hug it. I have. You know, sometimes you just can't help yourself. You know, something so adorable or so amazing, you just got to give it a big hug. So, yeah, that's happened to me a couple of times. One time um, I hugged a llama. That's, that's oh, wow. adorable. That what did it feel really, like? They have, it, it was very, they have some of the most amazing fur. It was kind of dirty, you know, so it kind of like, it felt very soft. But at the same time, like with very soft, with a lot of grass and hay stuck into it. Yes, they don't take baths. They don't. Yeah. Or they showers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's rough. It's probably a fun experience. Though. Cassie's sister's favorite animal. The llama, yeah, she's. Oh, is it really? Them. They yeah. spit. They do. Yeah, that's that's cute. Colton, something you've hugged, overwhelmed so much. Hmm. That you've hugged it? Well, ever since this movie, I feel like if there's anything larger than me, I have to hug it. Oh, I got to hug it. Because, you know, you never really can feel something until you've embraced it. And yeah. unfortunately for Kel, the uh, biggest ball of string was held on a pretty small platform, so it <laughs> falls <laughs> and then causes chaos in the, uh, <laughs> believe it or else, museum. Breaking through walls, almost running people over, almost running them over. And then you get whatever that classic song is that's playing in the background. 
Everything's like all breaking. Yeah. The Dennis Rodman head gets knocked over. The world's largest lemon gets knocked over. And I thought that that the first time I saw this, I remember thinking, oh, no, they're going to get lost because the world's largest lemon gets knocked over. And that's where they were going to meet their parents. But turns out the movie had something else for me. Because after the destruction of the world's biggest ball of string, they stumble upon a certain exhibit for the Headless Knight. And Keenan's very afraid. And this also is another one of my favorite characters. I keep saying that, but well, they're also he, he good. He recognizes it. He's seen that. He's seen that night in the in the woods. You know, I mean, that what would that? That would be crazy. You know. Oh man, that'd be terrifying. And the fact that Your they still don't believe him. And there it is. It's standing right there. Oh yeah. The whole exhibit. Yeah, and they say that you know he he was a knight that had lost his head in a battle and he survived, and he cuts <laughs> off the heads of his victims incredible. and eats the bodies as if they were his own. I'm not sure how he eats them, but he does. He eats the bodies. If yep, he, he eats the, the bodies. You know, it's he meat. Doesn't wear the bodies as if they were his own. No, he no, eats. He the eats the bodies. Yeah. What kind of meat is this? <laughs> you know, it's meat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so then one of the workers from the Believe It or Else Museum comes up behind Keenan <laughs> because they're talking about Tell Rockville. And this isn't true. <laughs> I could, but I won't. <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> Personally, I believe the legend of the Headless Knight is true. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to ask you all to leave now. <laughs> Thanks. Come back again. <laughs> He's like so intense about that exhibit. Like, nope, this one's real. And I'm going <laughs> to. He just delivers it so scary in the way well, he jumps up like behind Keenan. Yeah, they're in like Midwest America, and there's like this story about a knight that was yeah. in a battle. It's like, wait exactly. a <laughs> Which battle was it? <laughs> Back in medieval England, Missouri. And how um, did he survive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But that guy, I mean, he really sells it because... If you weren't already terrified of the Headless Knight, this guy's performance of how scary the Headless Knight is, and this is a guy who sounds like he tells it how it is, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he, he doesn't pander to anybody, you know, he's a very nice no. guy, he's really good at his job, but if you're going to ask his honest opinion on things, he's going to tell you his honest opinion. <laughs> I could, but he's I won't. Extremely good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could tell your son it's not true, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Poor Mr. Rockmore is like, hey, my kid's like having a nervous breakdown about this thing. Could you just tell him it's made up? I could, oh, man. but I won't. It's so good. And then they pull into a motel, and <laughs> this is going to take a lot. This podcast is going to be longer than the movie. Speed it up. <laughs> Sorry. So, Sorry. No, this is just good, though. Yeah, I know. The motel is great. It, it really I'm is great. It. Tim, have you ever stayed at a at a great motel or a rundown motel, kind of like where they're at? I have. Yeah, I think my kids—that's one of their favorite parts about road trips and stuff like that—is staying in the hotels. The Even though ones. I think when you grow up, you have you stayed in a motel kind of like or? Gross. I don't know if I've stayed at a I motel st- before. I've stayed at hotels for sure. I think I've stayed in both. I've stayed in a motel before. I'm trying. I bet we had. I have. I can't Especially remember. some of my younger days, you know, like traveling from one place to another. Oh, man. Fun. Hotels, and yeah, hotels are nicer. But motels are cheaper. And they're, yeah, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of perks. And one of the perks that Keenan finds, or Keenan and Kel find, because Keenan's having a tough time sleeping, has a bad dream, ends up being just Kel with a fly swatter. 
Um, the door's wide open, and that scares him. And he says, you know, why is the door open? And Kel says, well, I opened the door because it was hot in here. I don't want to open a window because who knows? A stranger could come through a window. <laughs> That's very solid logic because if you have your open door to somebody, anyone comes through that door, they're not strangers. You know, they're welcome. So, yeah, exactly. you know, open door policy. I get it. But uh, so Keenan seeming tense, Kel decides to use the bed massager. Have you ever been have you ever used a bed massager before tim i never have have you ever used one of those you put a quarter in and it vibrates like i always they're real i think they are real right are you lying no there's got to be a bed massager yeah they wouldn't just come up with that they might they came up with real stop it it's not real they didn't come up with headless night i think they are real Write us in at outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com if you've <laughs> ever been you've ever on a bed massager that just vibrates when you put in a quarter. Hey, it's only a quarter. No, that is that is not real. I'm pretty sure that I've used like one before. No, you haven't. I'm pretty sure I have. You don't motel even remember six. you don't even remember staying in a motel. Well you maybe I dreamt before? it before. Yeah. You've seen this movie so many times yeah. that maybe <laughs> That's reality. one of my favorite gags, too. So the thing turns on, and poor <laughs> Keenan's like, all right, you can turn it off now. Kel's like, sorry, can't do that, but it should turn off in a few minutes. And then it it shows on the outside of the motel, like, day to, or night to day, and the sun comes up, and it's still vibrating when it goes back into the room. And Keenan's hair is all poked up. Poor guy. And it's like a loud, like... <laughs> Like a laundry machine with like a shoe in it, you know. <laughs> oh man, it's just really funny. So poor Keenan didn't get much sleep, and then we meet another great character. All the side characters are just excellent. Yeah. What were you saying, Tim? No, he's just. I think isn't this where you get to see what's in Kel's suitcase too? Oh yeah, my goodness. I'm sorry. So Kel is borrowing a lot of Keenan stuff, like his pajamas, and he asks to borrow his underwear. Fresh. And <laughs> thanks again for the pajamas. They're <laughs> huge. <laughs> and then he pulls out his suitcase, and it's revealed that he has a suitcase. He has three suitcases, and they're all packed within each other. Just in case he loses one. But then on the innermost suitcase, we see two items. Now, we'll ask Cassie. What would be the two items that you would pack if you could only pack two items in a suitcase on a road trip? I would bring... Man, I didn't think about this. Do you have your items? Do you, you tell Tim? Me first. Tim's got to have some. I got to think about what, it for a what second. What I would choose? I'd probably be orange soda and an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Kel picked. An umbrella's not a bad idea. And he has sound logic no, with it. He said... You packed an umbrella, but you didn't pack no draws? <laughs> I don't think underwear would be very helpful in a rainstorm, Keenan. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a valid point. Stupid me. <laughs> I don't know what I'd pack if I only could pack two things. Swimsuit for sure, because that's one of my rules on a road trip. You always, always have to have swimsuit. your swimsuit. Yeah. That may be a book. I'd bring a toothbrush because <laughs> I hate not having brushed teeth. I know that's boring. Ooh, maybe, yeah, maybe a toothbrush oh, and... And uh, a really swimsuit. A toothbrush and a swimsuit. Nice. Yeah, sure. Toothbrush and a change of shoes, just in case I want to go on a hike. Those are my two things. No underwear? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm wearing underwear. 
I don't think underwear would be very helpful in a rainstorm. Or on a hike. And that comes back, and that's why I love that it comes back to play. So then the next day, Mr. Rockmore is getting some gas, and it's a smoking deal, $1.23 a gallon. Doesn't and he complain about it, though? At that time, it was still expensive, right? Doesn't no, he, he says, $1.23 a gallon? Goodbye. Goodbye. Very He's very excited about oh, it. I don't okay. remember the last time gas was $1.23. It used to be back in the day. It, Missouri, Good times. I think it has been fairly recently, actually. We have cheap gas. Nice. How much is yeah, gas over there? Do you, know, do you know how much it right is right now? Right now, it's two bucks. Oh, nice. Two flat? Two dollars. Look up and see how much Ours is like 280 right something. I mean, you know. 290. Really? This one's expensive. It's a Chevron. It's a great gas station, though. It is. Good sodi pop. Continuing on. So, Keenan is introduced to a local worker at the gas station who introduces himself as Francis. But Keenan's confused because his name tag says Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, then Steve who was formerly, we thought, was Francis, starts laughing. and start, He has his hands are all dirty, and he starts yeah. touching Keenan's shirt. Ha-ha, I got you! Steve Francis, you didn't know, you didn't know. You should have seen the look on your face. Just see the look on your face. The name's Francis. Steve But Francis. your name tags it Steve, man. It's so good. He gets his shirt all dirty. Poor Keenan. And it turns out he's kind of a scumbag. <laughs> Because his dad had already bought all the gas, and then they raised the price to two sixty three, and so it ends up that his dad owes money instead of thought he thought he was going to get money back, and then after that they change it again to like three dollars and something. Three sixty three. <laughs> and then luckily, Mister Rockmore just decides to you know I'm going to bite the bullet. I'll pay for what he said it was initially changed to. And he says that's six dollars. And I'm not paying you another nickel. Not nothing, nothing, no more. Now get out of my face. And then Steve says, you're lucky I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, yeah, you can't trust every gas station that you stumble upon in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And while this is happening, so while they're pumping gas, side note, and this is important to know. What's your favorite gas station that you've ever been to? Ooh. Okay, there's one in Eden, Idaho. That's the Garden of Eden, and it has a, a dinosaur. A dinosaur. It has a fake tree in there. It has a little Not my serpent favorite, with glowing eyes. Is that your favorite? It's it's beautiful. It's definitely an Idaho staple if you're driving to the eastern side of the state or if you're driving else. to Utah. And they have I a just full recently on food went to. Ooh. Go ahead, so Tim. Texas has like one of the best gas stations I've ever beheld in my entire life. Um, it's called Bucky's, and it is the most Texas gas station ever. It's huge, and they've got like bajillions of pumps, and you can go and you can get gas in any pump you want. And then you go inside, and they've got like barbecue. They make their own candy. They have like all these weird Whoa. oddities and things you know that you would you would really want if you love Texas. And then they have the nicest bathrooms I've ever seen in my entire life. That makes Whoa. a good gas station. That's yeah. the cherry on top. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. What's it called? Bucky's. It's called Bucky's. Just Bucky's? Yeah. Is it like yeah, a certain they, location they a, or are they always like that? They have a couple. Is it like a them. chain like Jackson's? Yeah, it's a chain, but they all have really nice bathrooms. So That's they, they magical. Haven't let, they haven't let their chainness go to their head. And it's huge and it's packed. 
there's so many people at this gas station. It's like, you know, a, it's a, sight to a behold. really busy Walmart. It sounds like a dream. <laughs> yeah. But it's a gas station. That's but magical. It's a gas station. Yeah, it's awesome. It's the best gas station I've ever been to in my life. Man, Gosh, I don't think I can even think of a good gas station. The one across the street is pretty good. I like I that. They're nice. I think you're going to have to get Christina on and just talk to her about that gas station because it's pretty. Bucky's pretty podcast. Next episode, Bucky podcast, yeah. Bucky cast. Bucky cast. That sounds great. Have you well, yeah, I, I really can't think of a good gas station. Yeah, no, we haven't. Have you? Time. Yeah. Are you I'm reading really along? Good yeah, for you, Tim. You guys, this is my favorite podcast. I gotta Tim. Keep yeah, we got to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> we will get there. Oh, we've, we're, we're thinking we're a year from now and it should be done. Stop. <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, man. So where are we at in the story? So we're at the gas station, right? Gas station. Yeah, sorry. So an old guy gives a warning um, while oh, they're driving yeah, away. There's evil, I tell you. Evil, I tell you. And he says to stay away from Rockville. And Kel makes the point, man, I feel like I'm in a horror movie, which is great because <laughs> they are kind of. It's a comedy, but it's kind of a horror movie. Horror comedy. Well, that's the thing. I think that's what what makes this movie so great is it's got those two extremes. You know, it's like one of the most frightening, the most funny, and the most heartwarming thing all rolled into one. Good comedy requires nice. conflict. Amen, it's, Mister. It's a roller coaster of emotion. What's the scariest, or what's the time in your life that you were like, I think I'm in a horror movie right now? <sighs> have you had moments? I like have that? one. Yeah, so. There was kind of a scary place called Quest Haven growing up that we'd made up a bunch of urban legends about or we'd heard a bunch of urban legends about. And it was an elfin forest. And that's like towards like Escondido, middle of Carlsbad, Escondido area. Um, I think it's technically Carlsbad over there. Anyway, it is like a nature hike. But in the middle of the night, it's a really scary nature hike. And it doesn't really connect to anything. You're just kind of in this canyon and there are like no houses so it's just super dark and there's like a one-way road that you drive to get out there and the only way you can turn around is by like you know you'd have to do like a 32 point turn to get around you know so it's one of those things where you're when you're going down there you're committed to it and there's a lot of ups and downs and it's a really eerie road to drive by because there are trees hanging over and all that good stuff so anyway we pull up there one night and we're like oh man i just like feel kind of like, I don't really want to go out there tonight. Like, we did this all the time in high school just because it was, like, fun to get spooked. And we were, like, talking. We're like, oh, man, I just don't really, not really feeling it. Like, all four of us in the car. And then we hear a knock. And I thought it was my friend. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you keep doing that? And he's like, that's not me. And behind us, outside of the car, is a man knocking on the door like knocking on our window and this is it's like 11 o'clock at night or 12 o'clock it's like midnight and so we just bolted and we just took off luckily we were in the car but it was so scary there was a man out there knocking on our window maybe he just wanted to say hi i know but it was really scary i wonder maybe maybe he didn't say anything something you know like hey he wasn't saying hey sorry guys it was on the back window that is weird it was scary and then we drove away, and I was like, man, I feel like I'm in a horror movie. <laughs> Said those words. 
It, like, I assume what it was is it was, like, a neighbor, but, like, there weren't any houses Trying over there. Trying to tell you to go away? There weren't any houses close by that. Like, it was, like, I, you'd have to walk uh, see, this, this is half what a mile or a mile. I just want to know what that guy wanted to say, Me you too. know? Ooh. Like, was he being creepy? Do you just roll the window down just a little bit just to hear what he has to say? He just knocked on the back window. Hey, guys. Scary. Have a great we day. We were in a Mini Cooper. We were in Chase Rondo's Mini Cooper. So maybe it was easier to knock on the back window, but who knows? That may have been the last thing you ever did. I know. I'm glad we didn't get out. Well, yeah, you wouldn't get out. Any scary uh, moments like that for you guys? No, I I don't feel like I've had those moments. Tim? Definitely. Yeah, no, I remember, like, one one that I remember really well is that I had, I went, like, I think it was, like, right after my mission, I was at um, these... I, I was at these girls' house and we watched um, The Sixth Sense, which had, you know, that movie was great movie came out during my mission, so I'd never seen it before. And it was, you know, I thought it was pretty scary, but, you know, it was cool. But you're kind of, you know, like when you see a movie like that, that kind of blows your mind, you're, you know, you start like, whoa, you know. And I had, I had to walk home because I didn't have a car and it was like super dark and it was middle of the fall and it was really, really windy. And I think I had to walk like through a graveyard and like all this stuff. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> just the normal route and to so, get like, home. I was I was fine, but it was just like this is this is pretty intense. And like the wind was going like crazy and leaves were going all over the Ooh. place. And I just remember being like, This would be scary. Did you feel but like I, Snow I White? I did. When she was in the woods? Yeah, and all the trees had faces and they were trying to get me. Ah! They, t- they tore my cape. Which is upsetting. Scary. Yeah. I, I've never worn a cape since, actually. <laughs> so I know. You looked so great in that cape. I uh. did. I looked really good. I should wear them again. Oh, man. Bring them back. Yeah. Bring them back. Bring them back. I did think of one. Um, I went to the store with my mom one time, and she ran into a friend and just could chat for hours with her friends. And so. I was bored out of my mind, and I started to walk over. And it was fairly late, like 10 o'clock at night. The store was almost closing. And um, uh, I walked over and was looking at the flower case. You know how they have flowers, like, in a, in a fridge-type thing? And um, this guy came up behind me <laughs> and said, those are beautiful <laughs> flowers, aren't they? And I was Scary. like, um, yeah. And so then I walked back over to my mom. And then he continued to follow us through the store um, from a distance. It was really scary. And, and I remember my mom. How old were you? I was like, I don't know how old I was. I, 11. Scary. Yeah, it was weird. But I remember we left the store and my mom was like, I'm driving a different way home because I don't want him to follow us. Scary. He was a weird dude. He, he was Stay like, away from Flowerville. He probably, he probably just wanted someone to chat with, you know. He probably wasn't actually having ill intentions. <laughs> I don't know. But being caught in a conversation you don't want to be in is almost scarier. <laughs> I don't know. Indeed. It's weird. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So the Rockmores and Kel are driving, and while driving on the side roads, their car breaks down. And unfortunately, Mr. Rockmore doesn't know how to fix it, and they're just stranded on the side of the road, and there's nothing, nothing. around. But then they see a car, but they do see a car drive by, (laughs) and it's very triumphant music. (laughs) And it's the sweet, it's the Shelleys. 
and they drive by and they're waving and they're very happy. And Thank sure enough, so they say, thanks for the ketchup. For the ketchup. <laughs> and they drive right by him. <laughs> and this is actually, this is the one part from last night that Cassie actually laughed at. Was when the Shelleys drove by <laughs> and just left him there. Did I? I think you did. Did it you was not? funny. I don't remember what I laughed at. I know that I did at some I part. I think that's, that's a great gag. You're like, oh, yeah. the Shelleys, the Shelleys <laughs> no, came to save them, and they just keep going. They're cute. Like, oh, as long as we I tell them the thanks Shelleys for the ketchup. So <laughs> thanks for the ketchup. Bye-bye. They, sh- they should realize, you know. Oh, you guys just getting out for a little little break. Someone had a potty break or something. Yeah, exactly. They didn't realize. They're so sweet. They're with the car, you know, about 10 miles back where you drove by waving happily. Oh, <laughs> So they're stuck there. They see a sign. Keenan dusts off the sign and reveals that it's Rockville, 10 miles away. Dun, dun, dun. And very reluctantly, he and Kel go on this journey to save their family, to get some someone to help out with the mechanic or some mechanic or a tow truck to get them out of the situation to save the family. So Keenan and Kel embark on this journey, this 10-mile journey, and Kel just can't do it. You know, it just shows him shows him run out of energy and he falls down to the ground asking for water but luckily Kyra is able to run him some water because they're only 20 feet away from the car (laughs) at that point (laughs) that part is good (laughs) and then they are about eight miles into their journey and Kel runs out of water and is like hey Keenan can I borrow some water and then it starts raining and he's like I don't want that much water and Luckily, with the rain, we knew that Kel was prepared, so he brings out his umbrella and starts dancing. <laughs> anyway, he's just he was he was the prepared one. Lo and behold, Kel saved the day, but he doesn't share the umbrella with Keenan, which is kind of sad. Have you ever had an umbrella before? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Anyway, then they get to the Headless Knight's house in Rockville. So they arrive in Rockville, they see this scary house, and they're like, all right, we gotta go up there. And, of course, it's the creepiest house on the block because the whole place is stranded. And they pull up to this gate, and it's a very terrifying house. And then Kel rings the doorbell, and we hear one of the best doorbells of all time. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tim, have you ever heard uh, a good doorbell like that? I have, I have. We actually have a really good one, and it's one of the reasons. So we got we got a digital one um, a little while back. It's pretty cool. You know, you you put it outside and then you plug it in inside, and it plays an assortment of songs. But right now we have it stuck on um, "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion. Stop it. Is it like bells or is it like the actual song? Well, it's like I mean, it's 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 orchestral. Um, Pretty. And it's bellish, but there, I think there's some more, you know. Where where did you get on. this doorbell? It was on um, on Amazon, I think. It's pretty awesome. I love your doorbell. Do you get multiple rings for people who show up at your house? Yeah, sometimes. Cool. It, it's a really good sound. Well, and especially like when the kids, like they get really excited when they hear it, so they'll like come out and they'll press it again, you know, when the song runs out. Because, so you know, your heart, your heart will go on. You got to keep playing it. You have to. But you can change which song it is. Yes. How many options? Yep. Uh, there's a whole bunch of great songs. Can you upload your own? Which is nice. 
Can, can you upload your own? No, it's not that fancy. Uh, That's the dream. Only. I mean, it's pretty fancy. Yeah. It's pretty Cassie, amazing. have you ever heard a good doorbell? No. I've heard a few at my, my appointments. Sometimes I have people who have the, uh, the fun little noises. Ding, dong, ding, dong, 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 dong. That's a common one. Or Anyway, yeah, when I get my own doorbell, I'm going to make it pretty exciting. That's for sure. So they pull up this house. I remember Cousin Josh told us that he was trick-or-treating, and he went hit somebody's doorknob, and, or doorbell, I mean, not doorknob, um, and it played the uh, America's Funniest Home Video song, and it was Bob Saget's house. And for the longest time, I believed that Bob Saget had a doorbell that played the America's Funniest Home Video song. But Is, Was it a lie? It was a lie? <laughs> Josh doesn't lie. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never actually like confronted Josh about it, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. We got to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> he gave Stop him a full size Snickers too. Oh man, a full size king or size or, or just a full size? Uh, full, full size. size. I don't size know if they had. They had an invented king size back then. Ah, oh, the man, simpler time. Bad. That's what I love when people would say, Much "I'm going to go to the rich time. neighborhood so we can get the king size." It's like, ah, they don't really do that. I think that would have been pretty conceited, though, to like have America's Funniest Home Video song playing. That's true. Well, I would do that. Song. Yeah, <laughs> it's me, Bob Saget. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> I don't even know how he talks. Dun, dun, so, dun, 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 Chives opens dun. the door, and Keenan and Kel get inside. I'm sorry, we got to speed through because I don't want to keep you up too late. I love Kel rings it a couple more times. He does it twice more, and it's beautiful. And then he's introduced to Arthur. So Chives brings him inside, and then Arthur introduces himself. And Kel is admiring his self-portrait by saying it's the ugliest painting he's ever seen. <laughs> Man, he is ugly. Ugly. He's ugly. And so then they're, they're brought into the waiting room where they meet Shelley's again. They're there. And unbeknownst to Keenan and Kel, but poor, old, poor Mrs. Shelley broke her leg. And she tells him how she broke her leg, and she says that she injured it when she was diving out of the way of the world's biggest ball of string. And you know, Keenan and Kel feel very guilty, but they're very again, positive about it. Yeah, exactly. Sheldon says, "Well, if you're going to have to injure your leg, I can't think of a better way." <laughs> He's there really is no right. better way. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of a better way either. And then we're introduced some some other phenomenal. I, I can't say enough about the the supporting cast in this movie. Because oh, they all feel so real and fleshed out. Do yes. they? Yes, they feel like real characters. Like, I feel like Francis or Steve is a real guy. I feel like yeah. the old guy who warns people about Rockville is like, I can see that man operating in society. And and then we meet good old, um, I don't even know what their names are. I just know that there's the, the grand. Family. Oh, so yeah, there's Harold, Nancy, and then Harold's grandfather, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Harold, Harold and Nancy are a black couple, and then the grandfather Leo is like just this old white guy. <laughs> it's so funny. It's my grandfather he's Leo. A famous actor. He's kind he? of a famous actor, yeah. And that was this was his last role, and I can't think of a better one to finish on. No, yeah, there is none. <laughs> and he is such a good character. His grandfather Leo is one of the best because he. He's the biggest jerk of all time. 
<laughs> so Keenan and Kel introduce themselves like, oh, nice to meet you. And, and the first words out of Leo's mouth are, I wish I could say the same. He's just sitting there with a cigar in his hand, just being the biggest jerk ever. He's my favorite of that crew. Do you have a favorite of that crew, Tim? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's hard because, I mean, the Shelleys are there. But, um, yeah. The Shelleys are great. Yeah. He's definitely. You know, and I'm a little partial to Nancy, too. I thought she had a good attitude about the situation. Um, She definitely gets ahead later in the show. She does. She's the first one to go, unfortunately. Yes. Cassie, do you have a favorite of the, uh, let's call them the um, rained out bandits? I'd say, I'd say Mrs. Shelley for sure. Or okay, Shelley. Uh, Mrs. There, Wilson. Yeah, Mrs. Wilson. That's She's a good She's definitely choice. my favorite. She's an angel. She and outshines sure. Sheldon even. So the storm is not letting up one bit. No. And Arthur is a gracious host and says, why don't you join me for dinner? And, oh. you know, Shelley is very excited and says, Warts could not express my gratitude, <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything. Actually, she might say that when they offer to stay there. But anyway, nonetheless, they're oh, just very yeah. grateful, and they express their gratitude, and that's why they're happy. And good old Leo says, this food better not be crappy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the biggest jerk. <laughs> and so they get to the dinner table, and they're all waiting to be served. And Keenan's got his suspicions because this guy has a suit of armor and he's just being very odd. And they're sitting creepy at the dinner paintings. table. Yeah. And so then they get to yeah, very, very creepy paintings. <laughs> very medieval battle theme. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking more of a knife, knight shutting up. <laughs> Sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> anyway. Carry on. That's just a really funny part. And very we're introduced then to <laughs> Bethel. <laughs> Bethel, who has no eyelids. No eyelids. And she is serving up the food. And it's, yeah, it's a very it's a great, cook, great scene. She's a good character. Again, feels like a real person. Good old Bethel, no eyelids. And you're just like, okay, this is this is the context I need. And Arthur says, try not to stare at her. You know, she was born without these. <laughs> she seems sweet. Very sensitive. Yeah. And that'd be a hard thing. And <laughs> Keenan actually says, blink you, which is unfortunate. And Cal just snaps completely. He can't help You don't himself. have any eyelids. But then he saves it by saying, you don't have any violets. Yeah. Because it really brightened up the room. And he's right. It would have br- brightened up the room. Um, so in the meantime, actually before dinner is served, Arthur tells Nancy that her hands look a little dirty and that she needs to wash them. And Poor Nancy. <laughs> and then what's his name? What a jerk. The other, her husband, uh, Harold, is like, maybe I should wash mine too. And then he stops him and says, Harold, your hands look fine. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, poor Nancy goes off. They start eating this very questionable meat, and it looks disgusting. Tim, what uh, what's the weirdest thing that's ever been served up on your plate? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, Cassie. Okay. Um, oh, no, sorry, Tim. no, you, Tim. I think, I don't know, I had a lot of weird things, but I think one of the weirdest ones was I, I had a, a soup that had, like, a cow hoof that was, like, right in the middle Ooh. of it. Ooh. it was, like, they did full, that in Paraguay. Like, it, was, Ooh. it still had the skin, and it had the hair and all that kind of stuff. And it, was oh. just kinda, it was good soup. Um, I think I was supposed you. to eat more of the cow hoof, but I didn't eat a whole lot of it. No. Oh. Good soup. Yeah. 
I had some things that were probably grosser, but that one was just kind of like, that was the most recognizable thing. I think a lot of times I would have like meat and you didn't really know what it was. And so you were able to kind of get through it. But um, this one like looked like a cow. So strength. it was kind of weird. Oh, oh, that's gross. I don't do so well with those things. What about you? What's the grossest I, thing you've eaten? I, I don't know. I don't eat very gross things. Paraguay, they, uh, the grossest know. thing I had to eat was a combination of everything you wouldn't eat on a pig. This lady made like this slosh. I think it's a good way to describe it. But it, w- it consisted of pig skin, which still had the hair on it, um, mm. blood, like blood sausage. and Still had the blood in it. Like some other gross like parts of like the innards. <laughs> Stop. And it was just like I took one bite and I was like, I can't believe this is real. And luckily she went Did she somewhere it? off. She was like she had to go get something and my companion and I are like, We can't like I like I physically I was like, I can't, I'll throw up. Like and is I have a pretty factor? strong stomach. But it was just like I tasted the first bite and I tasted like hair in it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible. So she she moseyed off somewhere, and I just emptied out my bowl in the bush on the side, and my companion did the same. Just because it was just it was one of those ones where we were able to stomach every any anything else that we'd crossed, but that was just too much. Um, and she's like, "Oh, you must have really liked it. Do you want some more?" And we're like, "Oh no 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 no, we're okay. Oh, you gosh. Know, we're, we're we're we ate too much. We're so full, kind of thing." Because in Paraguay, and I'm sure it's the same thing in Ecuador. But if you ever asked for like a refill, or if you ever ask for like a second helping, they give you a full plate, just as big as the first one. And if you don't eat that entire plate, then they're like, oh, you must have not liked it. It's like, I ate an entire plate, and then I almost ate the entire second plate, but it was just too much food. But like, oh, you probably didn't like it, did you? <laughs> it's like, no, I promise I liked it. Awesome. Oh, man. Anyway, so Keenan and Kel are eating this very mysterious meat. And uh, Nancy screams. Oh, Bethel. And Ke- <laughs> Kel really likes it, yeah. Oh, man. Kel loved it. Yeah, he loved it. This is going to take a long time. All right, how are you guys doing? Are you, 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 you got to speed it up. All right, so. Skip, skip through. Nancy screams. Keenan and Kel find out that, you know, like, the, that they're getting taken. And Arthur then asks Leo to go to the bathroom. And Leo's like, I don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he says, yes, you do. And he ends up going. So. Then you hear Leo scream later in the night. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, long story short, Keenan and Cal find out that Arthur is, in fact, the headless knight that Keenan has been afraid of and that has been on the hunt for him. And they Wait, are trying to escape. They find out that the window is a brick wall, so they can't get out that way. They sneak out the other way, and they're able to free up the Shelleys because the Shelleys had gotten captured and were going to get beheaded, just like what happened to Harold, Nancy, and Leo. Unfortunately, they all lost their heads, which is really yeah. sad when you think about it because they, they weren't were that bad. Leo was kind of I'm a jerk. I'm starting to coming. think this Arthur is not a very nice person. <laughs> yeah, even the Shelleys aren't like, they're not sold that he's not the worst guy. He's not the nicest person in yeah. the world, though, is what they they're say. They're starting to yeah. think, though. They have their suspicions. <laughs> you know, he's I'm thinking Arthur's not the nicest heads. fella. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... They have their first confrontation with Arthur. Well, actually, their second, because they knocked his head off with a book. But anyway, what happens is they knock his head off again, and then Keenan and Kel are throwing his head back and forth. Arthur bites Kel's finger. 
Ah, man. <laughs> Sorry, this is so long. I feel bad. Are you doing all right? I'm, I'm good. Keep okay. going. You're, you're almost there. So anyway, you're stopping at 11. Uh, Keep anyway, going. <laughs> maybe we'll just end right here. <laughs> yeah, stop at we should just stop right now. <laughs> we could start in true, right here. In true two heads are better than none form. <laughs> we just stop. No. Oh, man. Oh, man. Those Shelleys are so cool. Ah, anyway. So Keenan and Kel and the Shelleys are able to escape, but Chives and Bethel, who Thanks work with Arthur, are locking down the door. And Keenan's like, hey, you know what? We made it this far. We are not getting stopped by these two people. And he knocks. He hits Chives with a wooden mallet, and then he hits him with another piece of wood, and then he hits him with the case that was holding Doesn't the get wooden anywhere. mallet. The and you're just like, oh, man, Chives is no joke. He's like a really strong guy. And then the Shelleys are like, step aside, boys. We got this. And so Shelley... Mrs. Shelley, with her broken leg, pulls her cast off and starts going to town on Bethel. And then Sheldon Wilson, who I'm just going to call Sheldon because it's less confusing. Actually, do you know what? Shelley. Then Shelley starts fighting Chives. So they were able to best Chives and Bethel and are like, let's go, boys. And, you know, just the karate was on <laughs> in that scene. Oh, man. Best on-screen fight of all time. Definitely. Yeah, Tim, I was going to ask you if you, you've ever been in or if you've ever seen – Someone with that ferocity. No. I mean, that's the great answer. I think of, you know, and I, I can't believe like in our, in our battle Royale podcast that we didn't bring those guys up. Because, the Shelleys. Oh my goodness. They that would have been a good wild card. Oh, yeah. dang it. Hindsight. Good, we have to do another battle Royale. That was a good podcast. It's actually like their style of fighting reminds me of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fighting in new hope. It really does, yeah. <laughs> Just incredibly fast. So anyway, they escape. Keenan and Kel and Shelly are outside, but the gate is locked, and Arthur has an axe and is throwing this axe at him, and he throws it towards them. They dodge out of the way, and luckily the axe hits the, the lock, so the gate opens up, which is really, really convenient. And he's like, oh, So then they're able to get outside. Yeah, he's like, darn it, I shouldn't have thrown it that way. And uh, anyway, so they get into the Shelly's car, and Sheldon, being the nice guy he is, is like, is everyone buckled in? <laughs> and Kel's like, I'm not. <laughs> so they have drive. to wait a little bit. <laughs> so then they finally start driving. The headless knight throws his head onto the Shelley's car. It lands right on the little front piece of it. What do you call that on a car? I have no idea. The emblem? Hood ornament. What's your favorite hood, hood, hood ornament, ornament ever, Cassie? Do you have a favorite hood ornament? Uh, Jaguar? I don't know. <laughs> there we go. Jaguar. That's a good Jaguar answer. Jaguar is a good one. So anyway, the head lands on there. There's a stop sign, so luckily Shelly, obeying the laws at all time and always being grateful for what he has, stops, and the head falls off. So they're like, oh, good, we've gotten away. But then as they're driving away from the stop sign, the body jumps onto the hood or jumps onto the back of the car, kind of like that guy who was knocking on the back of my car. Yep. Um, That's probably who was knocking. Anyway, they're exactly. driving out. Then they see the Rockmores because the Rockmores were able to fix their car. Full circle. Yeah. So... uh Kyra was able to fix it with but her But what took headband. her so long? Well, her dad hours. wouldn't let her see it. It was hours. Yeah. Okay, continue on. He's a, he's she a fixes the man. car. Have you ever fixed a car, Cassie? Yeah. Nice. Cassie has fixed a car. We actually work on my car at her, at her parents' house. We don't have to house. anymore because we got rid of that car. Yeah, now we have cars that work. Yep. Land. Carry on. All right. So the Rockmores <laughs> are then reunited with Keenan and Kel. And then the Shelleys drive off, but with the Headless Knight on their car, 
So what do you think happened, Tim? Because, I mean, that's a pretty big cliffhanger to have the body of the Headless Knight. Also, is Arthur, is that head that we meet, is that the original head from the Headless Knight, you think? Or you think he has just been using that? Because he says, after tonight, I'm never using this head again. And it leaks. So it doesn't, is that his original yeah. head? <laughs> when he drinks water. Um, yeah. You know, it kind of seems like that, you know? It's kind of confusing to know which part is actually him, you know? Because I think, like, they, they do what? go back to the head. And he, I think, he, isn't he trying to, like, talk somebody into, like, picking him up or something like that? So Yeah, he's I at, yeah. Know. But also, the portrait is of him, so. It does, it's an amazing likeness. I see Do, you're admiring my self-portrait. Does his personality come from the body or the head? Because he wears other people's heads. I think it comes from yeah, the body. Yeah. Yeah, it must. Is, so was it Arthur must. originally an evil man, or he's a man of many heads? What, See, what's the moral we can draw back, from this? Somebody needs to go back and do and like analyze the this story of the headless knight. Yeah, would that be that'd be just a well? This we is talk about the prequels. You know, I mean, that's that would be awesome to kind of like the dark descent of the headless knight. I think it would need to totally. be like well, super gritty though, like the Joker movie. No, thank you. <laughs> Going back to the context I was sharing, because I think it's important, because Kenan and Kel, the show, represent a time of innocence, and it was combating innocence at that time. And knights have always been protectors of queens, princesses, castles, and yeah, they've always been slaying the, the dragons, or slay a dragon, you know, of, of the world. <laughs> so I think the Headless Knight represents Kenan and Kel, the show, combating the change in what was going on in the media. You know, they do wear different heads, but they were always trying to maintain, you know, the body. Yeah. And then they were trying to eat the bodies of the others. So, you know, like they put on multiple hats, if you will, Mm -hmm. and were able to accommodate, you know, the different comedy styles without fully becoming the evil comedy. They'd eat the bodies. This, This is making sense. That makes a lot of sense. That being said, I don't know. I think the Shelleys probably would have beat up the knight because we just saw how powerful they were, and they're just so nice. Yeah, you know, I, oh, I yeah, kind of no think they probably... Body. Yeah, they probably kind of, like, became friends. I could see them, you know, giving him, like, an uh, extra pair of overalls, and they just kind of going places together, yeah. you know? Oh, maybe. I like that. Him headless become, all the time? Yeah. They become... I so thought I, like I needed like a roadies. head, but then you showed me friendship. Oh, that'd be nice. That's, that's beautiful. Right. They showed that's, me all that's that I really needed. Profound. Was a heart, you know, and then yeah, it's just. The, well, that's the head. ending we're gonna go with. That's good. That's that's beautiful. Love it. So then, uh, Keenan and Kel tell the Rockmores where they were at, and they're just like, "Oh, this again? Come on, guys! Like, let's stop." And <laughs> Mr. Rockmore decides to drive back to the house, and is like, "You know what? Let's let's go find this out. Let's go see. Let's go see it once and for all, because you guys keep bringing this up." And Keenan and Kel are very reluctant. And Mr. Rockmore steps out and is like, I don't see it. I don't see it. Where is it, boys? Where's the headless knight? And then he sees Arthur's head in the ground, and he says, can you help me find my body? And I don't know about you, but that would scare the pants off of me. And, of course, it does to Mr. Rockmore. Rockmore. He jumps right back in the car, and they take off. Oh, yeah. Very scary. And then the movie ends. And, uh, yeah, that's the ending. (laughs) 
You could watch it quicker than you could listen to this podcast. (laughs) Any last thoughts? But you wouldn't get those wonderful, wonderful insights. (laughs) Tim, any last thoughts on that? Oh man, I think I think we've just scratched the surface. Personally, I mean, there's so much there. There's so many like deep themes. There's so much you know substance, and I think it's just kind of one of those things where you dig past the surface, and there's just more treasures to find. You know, it's it's kind of like a never-ending treasure trove of joy, and you know. I think really what the human experience is all about. The outer and human experience. Exactly. I don't think we could summarize it any better. And I think we won't. So if you like what you hear. <laughs> if you like what you hear. <laughs> if anyone was able to make it all the way through. Yeah, seriously. Just send us an email. Congratulations if you've made it this you far, get, you, get <laughs> you get free merch. We don't even know what kind of merchandise we have, but we'll send it to you. This will be a bonus episode for those we'll who make it to this that. point. Just so here's what you have to do: you have to go onto our website, Outer Experience <laughs> Pod, or now you have to email us. Sorry, we don't have a website. Outer Experience Podcast at gmail dot com and say, uh, what what should be the code word? Uh, Rockville. It just has to be no one word. Rockville. Just Rockville. Nothing else. And if you do that, then your name is going to be entered into a drawing. And if you win, then you'll get a free Outer Experience t-shirt. There you go. That's great. Yeah. All right. No guarantees on what size that t-shirt's going to be. Yeah. Probably a toddler size. But it's going to be Just yours. <laughs> no, we, we legitimately will send someone a t-shirt. Again, Outer Experience Podcast at gmail.com. Write what a just treasure. the word Rockville. And then we will, yeah, exactly. Great treasures await those who choose wisely. And we appreciate and you, you spending end. your time on this episode. Hours so uh, thanks, Tim, for joining. And uh, oh, if you're in the experience, gang, you got to get, get out of it. <laughs>